Wake the Fuck Up, the podcast that mingles mindfulness, Buddhism, brain science, evolutionary biology, and real authentic human experience. Welcome to Wake the Fuck Up. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Wake the Fuck Up podcast. My name is Tiffany Andres Myers, and I'm your host on this hopefully a little bit weird and exciting uh, podcasting journey. <laughs> uh, so today's episode is maybe the start of something that I'm going to call a little offshoot uh, inside of the Wake the Fuck Up episodes that... I was inspired by yesterday to start, and so we're going to call these episodes Happiness Hacks. <laughs> and I kind of think the entire intention of this podcast is hopefully to be kind of like one big happiness hack, but as I was driving yesterday, I kind of remembered and re-recognized something that I think has been a, a really big encourager to my own continued experience of happiness and I feel like these episodes uh, can kind of stand alone. So it's interesting. The one that inspired Happiness Hacks to begin um, is not the one that I thought I would do first because I kind of think like laying the foundation for what we mean by happiness is really important. Uh, but as life is kind of weird and evolves in sporadic ways, I'm just going to trust my gut and we're going to start this episode, Happiness Hack number one, with the thing that inspired the beginning of Happiness Hacks. <laughs> so let me, I guess, just share my experience a little and we'll uh, delve into the invitation that hopefully you all find easy to play with and can get curious about for yourself and see if it really works for you. And I'd love to hear if you feel any change in, in your own life experience as you play with hack number one. <laughs> so um, yesterday, as I was driving home after a, a long day of working with my wife, and this is something that's really been incredible. Uh, my wife and I have come together to start kind of a mom and mom's bakery. Um, and so I spend the first part of my week working with her. Uh, and the second part of my week is devoted just to my mindfulness teaching and coaching clients. Um, and the fact that that actually balances really well is kind of insane. <laughs> Uh, but as I was driving home yesterday, and I guess I'll share that my day started around 6.30 in the morning, and I was probably to the bakery by 8.30, definitely 9 at the latest, and we actually didn't leave to come home until about 8.30 p.m., so it certainly wasn't a short day, um, and inter intermingled in there was helping a friend move, clean out the house, building new furniture, working for the bakery, emails, packaging things. So just a constant uh, task-oriented day. And I was, I was driving home yesterday. It was right around sunset. The sun was setting. It was beautiful. Today, as I'm recording this episode, it's a full moon. Um, I hope you're all being kind to yourself and clarifying what you're ready to release for this full blood flower moon. Um, and I uh, passed a spot where the trees cleared and the sky was clear and I could see this really epically gorgeous moon. And in that moment, I was just overcome with the remembrance of being slow and connected and 
for those of you that have listened to the episodes that have come before this, I know you've heard me talk about this quite a lot. I kind of think this is one of the things that really defines an experience of goodness in our lives are these moments of waking up, which is why I titled the podcast <laughs> this way. Um, and I, you know, I'll offer just as a caveat here, <clears throat> this is why I think meditation is so important because it trains our mind to have these natural moments of waking up where we're practicing it in meditation and then like this moment that arose yesterday for me as I was driving, I would say I didn't spur this moment, but rather the deepest parts of me were touched by something real and a moment of mindfulness was spurred all on its own, right? And this is something that happens for all of us all the time, but meditation is just a really beautiful way to encourage those moments to happen more often. So anyway, as I have probably done a thousand and one times in these episodes in the past, I've devolved a little. <laughs> um, and so to make my way back, uh, the realization that I had at this moment of mindfulness, this moment of being connected to myself and to the world around me as it was, was to take just a moment and use this powerful moment of waking up and being present to my life to revisit the good moments of my day. And so this is happiness hack number one. Maybe many of you out there have the experience or have heard of people encouraging something like a gratitude journal, waking up in the morning, setting your intentions, finding something that you're grateful for, or as many things as, that you're grateful for as you possibly can. And I love the idea that this is kind of flavoring your day, right? Um, you've probably heard me use the quote before, the mind is like tofu. It tastes like what you marinate it in. <laughs> So I think this is a beautiful quote because when we work with gratitude and intention in the morning, and maybe this will be a happiness hack in the future, um, we're really marinating our mind to set our intentionality to experience goodness throughout our days. But here's why this episode is arriving and why this is happiness hack number one. Because I really haven't heard very many people talk about gratitude-ing at the end of the day uh, and flavoring your mind, if you will, right before you go to sleep. But here's something I know about the human brain, and this is why I love the intermingling of neuroscience and ev evolutionary biology with mindfulness and understanding our humanness and our human condition. Because one thing I know about the human brain is that we have what's called a negativity bias, which means a couple things. Number one, our brains are just attuned to notice and acknowledge negative experiences way more than we actually pay attention to positive ones and damn sure way more than we pay attention to things that the mind labels as neutral, mundane, or not worthy of our attention at all. But not only that, but when we have a negative experience, the long-term memory centers of our brain immediately light up, right? This means that when we have a negative experience, it's automatically filling our long-term memory with these experiences of negativity. Now let's contrast that really quickly with having a beautiful, radiant, positive experience. 
Neuroscience and fMRI studies show us that it takes 15 to 20 seconds before the long-term memory centers of our brain turn on for positive experiences. That means, as neuroscientist Rick Hansen has kind of coined the phrase, savor the good, we have to savor our positive experiences for 15 to 20 seconds for them to translate from short-term to long-term memory. And this is really powerful because if we reflect on what this means for how we kind of overarchingly from this wide perspective feel about our lives, what we're really looking at is our long-term memories, right? Like the big picture, the overarching snapshot of my life. And the reality of the human brain is that it's attuned to filling that overarching picture with negative shit. So happiness hack number one is one way in which I think we start to fill our long-term memory with these experiences of positivity. And if we do that at the end of our day, we're marinating our mind while we're sleeping with all the beauty and the goodness and essentially the decision at the end of the day that, hey, the day that I'm finishing out right now was a really powerfully beautiful one. It was good. And at the very least, maybe we just say, yeah, today was enough, right? And if we go to bed with that belief, that understanding, that experience every single day, how long do you feel like it's going to take before you start waking up every morning looking forward to what the day is going to be? How many days in a row do we marinate the mind in the belief system that every single day is worthwhile before the mind starts to taste like goodness? So happiness hack number one is an offering of something that has radically changed my own life and experience. I've shared with you all in the past that when I reflect on who I was before being introduced to these tools, these practices, these skills, these playful curiosities, this permissiveness to be myself and human, I would say I kind of wasn't the happiest person. And I damn sure didn't wake up in the morning looking forward to my day or feeling tender or open-hearted or alive to what was around me. I kind of woke up with that, all right, here it is, time to move. Since I've been doing my own happiness hack, number one, revisiting the good things throughout my day at the end of my day, I can feel a tangible shift in the way I've started waking in the morning. Acknowledging my breath and my body and how good it feels just to be alive and the felt sense of the sunlight streaming through the blinds in the window knowing that it's time for me to be awake and that there's this whole world out there to explore. So how, my dears, do you actually do this? Uh, I think this is something that you'll probably have to explore for yourself, but I want to offer a few things that I think have made this practice really tangible and um, helpful for me. And the first one is being willing to acknowledge the things that are maybe more quiet or subtle moments of goodness. So examples for me are things like, 
driving to work in the morning and seeing the colors in the sky and the sunrise and feeling the subtle briskness in the cool air, maybe intentionally rolling the window down so that I can feel that air or turning on a song that I really love and just allowing myself to be present to that moment. It's interesting for me, I think I'll share that when I do this practice at the end of the day, uh, I think there's a reality that I might be connecting to things that weren't incredibly powerful in the moment, right? Like, I think there's something really beautiful about being willing to reflect on the day as it passed and say, you know, we didn't need it to be like the best fucking day ever. The moments that I'm bringing to mind and saying, yeah, this was a really good one. It doesn't have to be like the most powerful moment of joy. It's like, oh, this was a good moment. And this was a good moment. And this one was really nice. It's often things like getting a hug from my son after he wakes in the morning. Or cooking dinner together with my wife. Or listening to a crime podcast. And for anyone that's interested, my absolute favorite is My Favorite Murder. (laughs) Um, I would die if my favorite murder hosts uh, (laughs) hear this episode or hear this podcast. You guys, you women, you beautiful women are amazing. Um, The podcast is hilarious. Go listen. I promise anybody who likes true crime... If you listen to My Favorite Murder, it'll definitely be one of those moments that you're like, yeah, that was a good moment. (laughs) But the playfulness here, my dears, is, you know, at the end of the day, can we look back at our day and go, yes, you know, even if there was just one really good moment, was your day worth it? Was it good enough? Because it tends to be that at the end of the day, the habitual nature of the human mind is to reflect on the shitty things and to go, oh God, today was not enough. So happiness hack number one, my loves, is to change this habit and routine. And if you're telling yourself or you're hearing the story in your mind that you're lying to yourself in some way to tell yourself that every single day was good or enough, I would really challenge you to the curiosity of how you benefit from that story. There's something really powerful about our attachments to our habitual ways of perceiving and engaging with our world. But some of them, my dears, are so painful. They're so damaging to our experience of our lives and our own existence and our own worthiness. Like, what do we lose by actually really deeply connecting to the fact that life is fucking good just as it is. We don't lose our drive to make it better. We don't lose our drive to experience more. If life is already beautiful, then fuck, I want more of it. Like give me more, more flavors, more things to taste and savor. I want it all. But the beautiful thing is I can still want it all and feel like I'm not missing anything. And this is kind of what I hope to give you with these playfulnesses of happiness hacks. (laughs) So happiness hack number one, I know I've said it a thousand times already, is savor the good at the end of the day. When you crawl into bed before you fall asleep, 
move through the memory of your day. Do it chronologically if you want. Maybe start with letting whatever moments pop up in your mind. You know, you can say to yourself, what were the best moments of my day? And whatever comes alive in you. Mmm, yes, that one. God, that was such a good moment. Oh, I loved this moment. You know, whatever it was. And if things don't come up naturally, and this happens for me all the time, go chronologically and be willing to pay attention to the things that actually slid by your attention throughout your day. This is the moment to go back and say, oh, wait a second, I might not have seen this in the moment, but now I'm realizing that was a really good one. And we subtly in this way, which is really incredible, also start training our minds to notice the moments we normally don't see. We start wiring in the brain the pathways that say, oh, these quiet moments, these moments of contentment and gentleness and like a, a soft happiness, even these moments are worth my attention. So play with this. Do it at the end of the day before you go to bed. Be curious about the moments that aliven in your own heart or in your own mind. And the last piece of what I'll offer here is when you're doing this, let yourself really feel the happiness that comes naturally as you revisit these moments. Maybe invite the gentlest shape of a smile to come to the corners of your mouth and the corners of your eyes. Just be with this experience from a place of openness and see what happens. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your curiosities. Um, and I hope happiness hack number one leaves you with the experience of being more connected, more happy, more alive in your own life. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to hear and see and be with all of you again. Peace from Tiffany on the other side. <laughs>